Welcome, everybody. Hello. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And today we have on our, we used to have her on every month. Now we have her on every other month. And then Ms. Wanda Buckner. Oh, hi, Eileen. It's great to be back. It's great to have you back. It yeah. Really is. I took a little vacation from radio this summer, and yeah. now I'm ready to go. Ready to go. That's great. We have a lot of stuff that we're talking about today. It's going to be interesting, and I'm going to kind of let you guide it, and I'm going to ask you questions. You gave me a list of questions to ask you, so I'll do that. Well, we are going to uh, talk about what dead people have to say today. <laughs> This is going to, now that'll really catch everybody's ears, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, so we're going to be talking about what dead people say. All right. And also we're going to have, for our celebrity of the week, we're going to, you know, I picked somebody that I don't really know anybody about, but I just know him astrologically, and that's Eddie Money. And those of you don't know, he passed away yesterday. And a lot of people are really upset about it because there's something about him that affected a lot of people. So I'm going to look at what that is in the chart to see what it was that carried over the stage and into the audience type of thing. So anyway, we're going to have our usual blurbs and our usual stuff. And then we're going to be, you know, talking. And oh, by the way. Oh, and next week we have Jackie Slevin on, which will be fun. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about all that stuff. But first, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to do our Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And let me just make make notice here. We need to give out the phone lines because we are going to take phone calls today about our subject. And so if you want to give us a call, it's 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington at 888-298-5569. And now it's time for Astro Celebrity of the Week. Yes, yes, Eddie Money. Okay. He was 70 years old when he died, and he was born on March 21st, 1949, right at the beginning of the spring, spring equinox. So... Right at the beginning. Okay. And he was born uh, at 1225 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. So he was kind of a New Yorker type of guy. But the thing that is, is that he has cancer rising in his chart. And, you know, it always seems like in every hard rock kind of person, there's a soft spot trying to get out. You know, and so this is the very, the soft spot that he had. And him, he also has Neptune right on his fourth house cusp, which shows us his family environment was probably what he considered idyllic, even though depends on, I don't really know his background, but 
mean, this is how he would have pictured or how he would have looked at his family as being idyllic. And there's also kind of a signature that goes along with Neptune right where it is, is that sometimes you have blank spots in your growing up process. So he maybe go from, you know, say eight to 10. He doesn't remember anything from that. And then from 10 beyond. So there is a sort of selective memory that goes along with that. Kind of interesting. So... So anyway, being Aries, and he had a ninth house Aries sun next to Mars and Pisces, uh, and Venus and Pisces. There's his musicianship right there. Venus almost always in Pisces. You have the universal sign with the sign of love. When you put those together, they tend to make music. Well, that would be wonderful. Yes, it would. But you can't force those planets there when you're bored, right? No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Although with this, it would be a natural thing for him to just sit down and create. Okay, Uh, because the creative process within a Pisces archetype is you just sit and rest and you just wait for it to come to you and it floats up to the top of the bowl and there it is. Don't we wish it was that way for all of us? Yes, it should be, (laughs) but... I don't know. Um, I kind of have the same thing in my chart and, of course, was a musician for a long time. But um, his is quite different. And he also took his music and he really made people happy with it, you know. And I know he had a couple of good songs. I don't remember. Mike was telling me what they were earlier, but I don't remember what they were. But um, they were ones that I had never heard of because I didn't really listen to a lot of hard rock growing up. So uh, he also had, I mean, if we're looking at why he passed away, he died of esophageal cancer. And he had been under the weather for quite a long time. So he just recently, um, well, in his chart, the planet Pluto was coming right to the end of his sixth house, which is his health house. Pluto tends to rule things like cancer. So we could say that that could be part of it, but it it was a, a sense of, you know, kind of being done. Uh, Completion. Completion, yes, exactly. So you have this, he came into this lifetime with a sense of, in his own family, he would have felt like uh, maybe to escape away from possible um, things that were going on with his family, he would escape to music, probably go into his room and listen to music. That would be definitely a part of what he would have done. And then also he had this kind of, enormous amount of power in him and um and there was this thing called a yod folks now a yod is called the finger of god and it's an aspect pattern and what it means is that the thing could lie static in your chart for years until something comes across it and then something has to be dealt with immediately or else Hmm. yeah it's kind of like not necessarily the threat of death but the finger of god can be it's time for you to deal with this. Point my finger right at you. Time or to do the that. Fickle finger of fate. Yes, it can. <laughs> so, In a manner of speaking, yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, Eileen, do you yeah. like when people have uh, cancer or another chronic illness? Mm-hmm. Do people contact you for astrological readings to look at their chart? Um. They haven't recently, but um, I've been able to look at people's charts in retrospect after they perhaps have passed away. And um, I was just thinking about that in reference to my friend that you and I were talking about earlier. And um, there were some definitely some indications that were happening in her chart that 
um, she was getting ready to leave. And she was only 35 years old, for heaven's sakes. It's crazy. But Well, but. I think it's an interesting idea that people consult astrologists for marriage dates, yeah. for life partners. Yeah. And I just had not thought of them consulting an astrologist when they had a life-threatening illness. That's right. Yeah. And the thing about astrologers is that we sort of have this code of ethics is that one thing we do not do is predict death. Mm-hmm. We just don't. It's kind of an unforeseen, you know, it's something we can't see because it seems like, you know, the body and the spirit and the mind have their own timeline. But you can kind of chart it later on. I remember my father's death, and we're going to be talking about him in a little bit. My father's death, I had, um, I had gone to an astrologer who was really well known, and he had gone to the same astrologer, and he had told him that if he got through the next six or seven months, that he would be free and clear, but until then it would be really difficult. Well, he passed away in that time period. And he had uh, cancer of the adrenal glands and lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of looked at my dad's chart afterwards and saw the problem, you mm-hmm. know, where it would have, you know, it wouldn't necessarily mean cancer, but it just means difficulty. And it was regarding two planets that had one had to do with the adrenal glands. So it was interesting. But we usually sort of piece it together afterwards. I see. Yeah, but um, for those who, you know, who wants somebody to talk to and, and find out, well, what the heck is the reason why I'm sick like this? That's a good way, that's a good reason to go to an astrologer, no matter mm-hmm. what is the outcome is, so. Well, it, it sort of crosses with my work, too, because there are times when people do have illnesses and ask me if they will die. Yeah. And, of course, the answer to everyone is, Yes, you will die. Yes, that's true. (laughs) No (laughs) doubt. (laughs) But it may be sooner than uh, uh, or further out than you anticipate. Right. And I cannot tell them a precise time of death or day of death because every decision that they make along the path between now and then changes that day. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of irresponsible. I've heard of astrologers telling somebody that their mother was going to die on a certain date and maybe even told them they were going to die. And that just cripples their awareness immediately. It changes everything in their lives. Right. And for instance, uh, for men who I talk to, if their father died at 63, Mm -hmm. there is something in there, uh, not too unconscious, but if if they can make it past 63, right. they've dodged a bullet. Right. So we do develop our own mythology about yes. things, yep. which may or may not be true, but we still mark those anniversaries. Yes, we do. And that's interesting because my dad did the same exact thing. My grandfather, his father, died at 59. And my dad was always marking, you know, how far he got to mm-hmm. make sure he crossed over that point. And he died when he was 77. So it, it was um, it was a real turning point or a mark in time. Right. Once he got past that point, he was free and clear. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a really a, a, a kind of a, it was a thing that really upset him to think he would go that quick. So, so mm-hmm. anyway, yes. Anyway, we're going to take a, a break really quick here. And when we get back, we're going to talk to Ms. Wanda Buckner some more about the death of things. Death of much stuff. (laughs) (laughs) About the living of things. The living things. Okay, that's much better. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show. (laughs) 
<laughs> right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we have a live read here from Ms. Angela Probe. She's an aromatherapist. And at this point, you've probably heard of essential oils. And are you confused? Are you overwhelmed? Not sure where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And now, Angela carries CBD oil and CBD lotion, cream. It's really good stuff. So if you want to talk to her about that, you can talk to her at 253-278-1599 or visit her at her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Let me just give out those phone numbers again in case you guys want to call but are afraid to do so. It is 425-373- Five five two seven, or you can call toll free in Western Washington at eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. Okay, so where do we start, Ms. Wanda Buckner? Well, let's start with your father because okay. some people who have never contacted a medium, mm-hmm. uh, uh, their question is, why would you ever contact a medium? Uh-huh. So. Eileen, why did you want to hear from your father after his death? Well, it, it's been interesting because he died in 1999. And um, I think I had contacted a couple of other mediums between um, between when I talked to you about it. And they just kept saying the same thing. Well, he's there working somebody. Your mom and him are working on something, but they she doesn't know what they're doing. So I went, uh I don't know. So um, it was kind of like they couldn't get in touch with them. So I thought, well, okay, that's interesting. So I tried you to see how that would work, and it came out really well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and uh, so to back up a little bit, one thing that happens to all of us when someone dies, we don't want to lose them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that they have died, but... Most of us believe that the spirit goes on, right. and we want that person to still be close to us, whether it's a human or an animal. We we want to know that they're still with us. Mm-hmm. And when your father died, and as someone who works in the psychic field and uh, yourself, and he was uh, very close to you, mm-hmm. and then you expected to hear from him. You expected that you would be able I to did. talk to him. Well, it is interesting. The first night that he died, I was in my computer room typing, and I felt someone put their arms around me, and oh. I knew it was him, and it was really comforting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that was, and I also got little indications from him because he would come in through the lights. Lights starts flashing. Ah. Uh. Go, Dad. Okay, and I'd stop and I'd listen to what he would wanted to tell me. So, because um, I just knew. So, uh-huh. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard to hear that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't, uh, people don't trust themselves. And people uh, often attribute meaning to things that 
are not meaningful, but we impose our own framework of meaning on the world. We do this in every aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. And so there's a feeling when you can't contact that loved one or you don't feel they're present of abandonment because you don't want it to end. You Mm -hmm. want it to go on. Sure. But death is a part of life, and Mm -hmm. we are not meant to have the same relationship with the people or animals in our lives that we did when they were alive. Mm -hmm. But many people find that very, very hard to let go of. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting the way it happened. Uh, You and I were at Lou J. Free's uh, showcase and she decided, Lou decided that we would do mediumship and everybody who had someone they wanted to be talked to. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I happened to get your paper, which said your father, and he was right there and talking about how um, what he had wished he had done differently. Mm-hmm. And this is a man who is a wonderful father. Yeah. And but he was a little overprotective. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, um, he he knew that you might have missed some opportunities, but he wanted you to know that it was all done out of love. Mm-hmm. And the whole communication from him was so loving and so comforting and so caring mm-hmm. that it was deeply meaningful and and gave that sense of closure that you hadn't had before. Right. That it just was like the last conversation you wish you could have had in life. Mm-hmm. And it was very beautiful and was also very healing for other people who had lost their their dads mm-hmm. to hear his love pour through. Yeah. It was a very beautiful. I remember the room that evening and everybody was crying. Yeah, and, and I'm like, why are they crying? This is beautiful. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> I mean, I was bawling my eyes out, you know, and because it, it obviously hit a nerve, and he was overprotective. He would do stuff like, well, I'm thinking about flying down somewhere. He says, well, honey, and he would never say no. Oh, he said, a good Never man. say no. He would say, well, honey, I don't know if that's a really good idea. And I thought it was his way of overprotecting. It was very subtle. didn't right. do it overtly. It was very subtle. But it, it was kind of funny that way. But, um, yeah, I remember one time I was heading down to Colorado to do a com- conference. And he just said, you know, I think that's just, you may not, you may want to rethink that. You know, and I always I said, Dad, I'll be okay. <laughs> 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 okay. So it, that was kind of it on that. But, you know, he was just subtly, you know, very subtle about it. But, Yeah. Well, and people often ask me, does does my animal or does uh, my husband, do they miss me as much as I miss them? And mm-hmm. actually the answer is no. Yeah. Because we're left on this earth without their physical presence, without their help, without mm-hmm. their cheery face. But they are drawn forward into, uh, it's like if you went on this extraordinary voc- vacation and there was this beautiful cave that you could see sunshine through the opening and Mm -hmm. there's water and there's something you've never seen before and it just keeps drawing you forward and forward and forward Mm -hmm. with each new vista. And so they are moving forward to their next segment of their life and they want you to move forward 
to your next stage in your life, even though you yourself may not want to move forward. Right, right. I, I just happened to remember something that happened before he died. It was the day before he died. I was sitting at his bedside. And I, previously to that, I was talking to a friend on the phone, and he was extremely, he's a medium 10 times over, and he says, you know, there's this crowd of people that are all waiting in a huge ballroom. They all got balloons and a cake and, you know, and stuff like that, and they're all waiting for your dad to get there. They're so excited. And I said, wow, that is cool. But the thing is, I got to tell him that. Yeah. 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 And he was he was pretty out of it by then, but he totally he was like completely awake and very, very alert when I told him that. And he said, Oh, that's fantastic. And and he he <laughs> and he um passed the next day. He was ready to go. I think he wanted to go party. So <laughs> but um that was my gift that I gave him, mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I saw it too. I saw it in this guy's eyes and I said, Oh my god, it looks like a gigantic party they threw on Broadway in New York. You know, it's a <laughs> huge party. All the people he ever knew that had passed on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so uh people ask me, are uh is my loved one waiting for me? Will I see them when I die? Right. And yes, you will see them when you die. And no, they're not waiting for you. Right. They have things to do while they're right. there. They're on their own journey. Right. And what it looks like to each of us when we we reach that point in our lives where spirit is leaving our body and we're going to the next step is different for each of us. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the conception that you saw was a party with balloons, but for other people... Yes. It's a very different vista. Right. For animals, they always show me that they're healthy, they're happy, they're running, they're jumping, they're in meadows, and that's how they let me know that they're fine and they're all right. Right. I don't I don't believe that they're actually necessarily physical meadows there. Yeah. The next life is not a replication of this life. Mm-hmm. But that's the way they could communicate to me that they they were in heaven, their right. heaven. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, I, I keep thinking about, I think it was the night that he passed away, and I was walking around my apartment. I walked out into the hallway, and there was a huge spider on the carpet. And I looked at him, and I said, Dad, that isn't funny. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was huge, you know. And um, I just thought, well, that's an interesting thing that he would place there, you know, something that really got my attention, you know, and so it was just huge. Yes, and it's interesting that you could see that symbol uh, as a humorous symbol. Yeah. We have to be careful of our ideas that we impose on what we see. So someone else might have have seen that and said, oh, my God, it's the devil himself, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, well, no, but not my dad. <laughs> and so sometimes we need to talk to someone uh, with psychic ability and experience who uh, can help us see with a neutral perspective instead yeah. of from a, a pre-existing framework that we artificially impose on the world around us. Mm-hmm. A neutral perspective helps us broaden our horizons and helps us see things from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I've always looked at um, the passing of somebody and then their contact with you in the hereafter. I've always looked at them, no matter what it is that is being said to me or delivered to me, it's it's a gift to get it. You know, it's completely a gift. And I halfway agree with that. The other half that I will tell you is a friend of mine who was raised in a very spiritual, psychic family, and uh, she was told uh, that her aunt had died. And she called her mother and said, why didn't you tell me auntie died? And her mom said, she didn't die. Why did you think that? Mm-hmm. And so she went back to the spirit she had been talking to and said, why did you tell me that? And the spirit said, just because I'm dead doesn't mean I'm good. Oh. <laughs> and we should realize that. Yeah. If people who die, they aren't suddenly ordained with sainthood. Right. Yeah. Uh, and right. they are still in the process of learning and changing. And if we think of Earth as a place where we learn things and then go on, it implies that we have not learned everything. Right. Because we come back. <laughs> That's true. Or perhaps to a, a different place. Yeah. And so when someone dies, they aren't suddenly imbued with wisdom. Yeah. I mean, they, they move from one um reality to another but they're carrying their traits over to that that world so that makes somewhat sense yes to me yeah i do see that they are much more forgiving and understanding but i had a client who um uh i was doing mediumship for her with with her dad and she needed financial advice and he's like you should talk to someone else. <laughs> he said, I died, but... I don't know anything about that. Right, I was terrible with money. I oh. didn't become an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Right, oh. and so there is, you can get practical information, yeah. and you can also get uh, really wisdom, mm-hmm. true, uh, true jewels of wisdom, which I, I think are wonderful. And... Um, I think we probably have to take a break, but I'd like to give You're you... You're right, we do. <laughs> you yeah. knew it before I did. <laughs> You're being psychic. Yeah, but when you uh, when we come back, uh-huh. I'll, I'll read you what uh, one of the women I talked to after her death said. Okay, great. That's great. Okay, we're going to take a break right now, and this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt is a storyteller. His choice of subjects have to do with those that are considered to be a little different. You know the ones, the ones that are usually outcast or misplaced as a result of being overlooked and misunderstood. Their moment arrives when they are called upon to reveal their real character through some selfless act, thus ending up being acknowledged and then contributing to society. And when all is said and done, he wants his readers to be uplifted by the deeper message. He will write stories for the rest of his life with the hope that he can create happiness, bring encouragement, and ultimately inspire others. And by the way, there's another book. of We've been talking about his, his new book out, but he's got another great book out called Elmo, and that is available at Amazon.com. So you can go to Matt Shea Books, also M-A-T-T-S-H-E-A books.com to find some free stuff to read and download. That's awesome that he gives you stuff. So a great way to sample Matt and his writing. So for more information on Matt and his books, contact Matt Shea 
at mattsheabooks.com or email him at workinmat, W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7 at AOL.com. And now here's a live read from Ms. Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we will need affordable supplemental coverage that will take care of us and the 20%. Um, excuse me, Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you with her the process is really easy, and in, in the end, she will save you money. So to schedule an appointment or RSVP to one of her workshops, call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me is Ms. Wanda Buckner, who's a pet psychic. So anyway, you guys aren't calling in. Got to call you to call you. And you and I have talked about this. This is your option. (laughs) This is your option. It's up to you for you to call. All right. So the numbers are 425-373-5527 and 888-298-5569, which is toll-free in Western Washington. Okay, we're back. So you're going to read us a story. Well, this is, um, uh, I was talking to a woman who had committed suicide at the request of, of her friend. And there are times in these communications many times when there really are gems of wisdom because when when people die they have a higher perspective they can see their life in the broader picture Mm -hmm. whereas when we're here on earth we're like in the trees and in the next life we have an opportunity to see the forest Mm -hmm. others had it much worse I think I was always dark, seeing the worst side of things. Oh, sure, I was a high achiever, but that's not enough, is it? That's not what it's all about. That didn't make me happy. I liked being a hero to the animals, but that's not what life's about either. Life's about living with yourself, being happy and satisfied with yourself. And that's what I couldn't do. I always relied on someone or something outside of me to be the stabilizing force of my life. However, I lean too heavily on those I love. I get fixated, demand too much, expect too much, insist too much. And when they got tired of it and left, it was like pulling the anchor out from under me. And then she goes on to say she knows she's rambling, but the whole point of it is that she now sees what life was supposed to be about. 
mm-hmm. which was about her personal ability to be happy with her life and to recognize her life with, without leaning on someone else to make her happy or to bring her success, that it was really up to her. Okay. Wow. That's pretty deep. We've got a phone call. You there believe it? Go. Yeah. So Mike's getting that, and when he gets back, he will tell us who it's about. So. And people who commit suicide, it's very different for those who are left. Because they always wonder if they could have done something different, if they should have seen it somehow, if they could have prevented it somehow. But honestly, um, my friend who I was talking to as a medium, she says, I would have died early anyway. It, it, it still would have been suicide. There was nothing you could have done. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't this time, it would be next time. Okay. All right. Wow. So we have a phone call. Guess who's calling? It's Matt. Well, hi, Matt. (laughs) Hi, Matt. Hi, how are you, Eileen? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I'm happy, but I feel guilty. I feel like I'm jumping someone's plane. You got me in right off the bat, and I know there are a lot out there that want to call in. Oh, well, it's fine. Every call is important and unique, and every call has something that other people listening may need to hear. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'll get right to the point. I greatly appreciate two things on this particular interview, one of which is I love when you talk about the animals, but you're also including, including excuse me, other animals. You're including the human species. Right. And so I like that you have us on the same side of the fence. And also, you touched off on the area of suicide. Everybody out there knows of someone Everybody out there at one time or another kind of flirted with that idea. And something you just said that compelled me to to call, the people who have eventually did that, it wasn't on a whim. It was something that they thought about for a long time. Mm Because a friend of mine who had done that, the note he left was, don't feel sorry for me. This is my third attempt, and I should have done it the first time. Nobody did anything wrong etc etc in other words it is coming whether it's an actual calling or they've expired in life as we know it and are yearning to go on but this is their way of pursuing the afterlife etc etc and i'm glad that you brought that up because the first thing we do is we look at ourselves and take blame that Mm -hmm. we didn't do what we could have done to prevent this right Absolutely. And it's true that people who are dedicated to suicide are are very careful to disguise that that is what they are thinking because they do not want to be prevented. Right. They don't want to be stopped. Right. And I have talked to more than one person after their their death by suicide. And one person said, I just needed a do over. I couldn't fix it. I was trapped. I couldn't see any way out. And so that's what I chose. And they don't mean to, uh, they're always taking care of the people they've left behind. As you mentioned with your friends saying, don't feel sorry for me. Or in a building that I worked in, one of the women committed suicide and her desk was completely 
cleaned and tidied up and oh. everything was left so that it would be uh, in order for the next people. Wow, that's really something. Mm-hmm. That's really but, something they did that. And every suicide is different, and sometimes it is, uh, there are cases where someone is trying to do one thing and it, it results in death. Like someone who's joking around with a gun and puts it to their head and pulls the trigger, and there's a shot in the in the in the cartridge, and so they die. It's a shocking way to die. In one sense, it's not really suicide. In another way, and when I talked to that person, it was like, "It's okay, it's mm-hmm. okay," because he was laughing when he did this. Mm. But when I looked at him energetically, he was so angry. Mm deeply, deeply angry, and it was a problem he was working on, but he was relieved that in that moment of happiness is when he died, oh. and not in a moment of anger and violence and striking out. Yeah, right. Thank you for calling, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yes, and something else I'd like to point out that you just made mention of, they do not give like Willie Loman did on Death of a Salesman, when they're mm-hmm. serious, they've already made up their mind. They're kind of picking and choosing when it's right for them, mm-hmm. and so be it. And again, those of us left behind, we were graced having their lives, mm-hmm. but we're not the reasons why they left as soon as they did. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that a very valid point, because as you point that out, Wanda, you are comforting Many, many, and I would say all who are listening right now. This right. one hits all with every family. Right, exactly mm-hmm. right. Yes. Well, Matt, thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. I'll probably see you this Wednesday. Probably. Burr's is the place to be on Wednesday. You girls are doing a fabulous show. Pick thank it up. You. Have fun. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, Matt. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, I was just thinking about a, a woman that I didn't know personally, but. Um, she was on Facebook, and I'd heard through another friend that she had lost her her boyfriend or fiance had disappeared, and just gone. And um, she couldn't figure out why or how he was he was um, at um, Friday Harbor or whatever it is, the uh, Air Force Base up there. And um, he just you know like he just walked out of the door, and he was gone, and. Um, and she couldn't figure it out until they went and did a search of his place and found his computer and had no idea that he was so depressed. He was just putting on that false front in front of everybody. He had everybody fooled, but he had been planning it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like what Matt was talking about. It was so hard. It's so hard for the people left behind or who should have said we should have seen something, but they were, he had it so well concealed there was no way that they, you know, he just did it, just was gone. And oftentimes, if you consult a medium after someone has passed by suicide or any other way, it allows you to have that last conversation with them. Yes. And it, it brings closure. And I find that people who are dead are very forgiving. Mm-hmm. They're very understanding and loving. I I have never had a deceased person say, 
you shouldn't have done that. You should have done it this way. Right. That doesn't happen. No. Because they know that people did the best they could in terms Mm -hmm. of supporting them and in terms of helping them live. Right. And so that forgiveness, sometimes we need that from the people in our lives who have died. And sometimes we need their forgiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need to forgive ourselves. I think that's the biggest thing, because it's usually the people left behind with all the pain who have, from the people who have decided to end their lives, you know, and like what they could have done differently to keep the person around. And um, it's usually none of the above. And it's true that dying is easier, the actual moment of death is easier on the person dying than it is on the living. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I would I would agree with that 100%. Wow, that's a something else. Okay, we're going to take another quick break here, and when we get back, we're going to have a last part of our show with Ms. Wanda Buckner. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Guess Who? Wanda Buckner. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> She's an energy healer and psychic. Mediumship is a natural extension of her work. She sees pictures and videos from people's and animals' lives, talks to them after their deaths, and views their past lives. Wanda's communication with human and animal and loved ones who have passed eases our loss and increases our understanding of this world and the next. And here's what one client said. Wanda is magic. Every time I've had a session with her, my heart is cracked open and energy floods in. I leave feeling renewed and energized. She has a true gift. I consider her not just a healer, but a mentor. And now Wanda's got some new classes starting here. She's teaching a Yusui Holy Fire Reiki 1 and 2 class on October 5th and 6th in Olympia from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. for both days. The cost is $300 or $260 if paid in full by October 1st. Learn how to give yourself and others Reiki sessions and how to cleanse and clean your energy field and how to provide Reiki with your friends, eyes, and a distance. Contact Wanda through her website at www.wandabuckner or call wandabuckner.com, excuse me, or call 360-491-3187. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We have a few minutes left here. And what haven't we talked about on this delightful list? Well, I wanted to talk about people protecting who are deceased, protecting those of us who are left. Mm-hmm. And that's not actually how it works. I spoke with um, a grandfather who had been very active in his grandchild's life and loved that kid. And one of the regrets, I'm sure, about leaving life when he did was it for the people who were left was that grandpa would not see that child grow up and go to high school. And Grandpa's answer was, but I will be with him. I can be with him more Mm -hmm. now than I ever could alive. Mm -hmm. And the human I was talking to said, 
oh, he'll protect him, the mm-hmm. grandchild. Mm-hmm. No, not protect. Mm-hmm. That's not the those who have passed on before us. Their job is not to no. protect us, Mm-mm. but he would be with that child. Mm-hmm. So that as a child faced the issues of being human on this earth, his grandpa would always be with him. But our challenge on earth is to deal with our issues, with what life gives us, to deal with our problems as well as our successes. And we may well have an ancestor who is with us, but their job is not to protect us. It is our job to develop the resiliency that is needed to live the life we choose to live. Okay. Yeah, that's very true, I think. Um now, I mean, how can we be protected by somebody who's not even in, in the body? We really can't be. So, it, Well, I think many people have stories of, uh, like one of my clients who, when she initially came to me, she really was depressed. She said, I keep having to shore myself up. It was like she could not... Uh, get herself together and as I looked at her I felt her questioning living mm-hmm. and then we had a couple sessions and then one day she came and she said I was driving on the freeway and this truck was coming at me head on mm-hmm. and I swear Wanda somebody picked up my car and moved it to the side Wow, and that's when I knew that she had chosen to live. Mm-hmm. And yes, some higher power mm-hmm. did. That wasn't her time right. and did protect her. Yes, that's right. We have another phone call. Very Yay. good. And we're going to talk to Michael right now. He's in Seattle. Hi, Michael. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm sad about a, a pet that I lost recently. Oh, I'm sorry. And what was the animal's name? Sprout. Spot. Sprout. And <laughs> what uh, species? She was a bunny. I, I, I rescue a lot of bunnies. Oh. So my question is, um, I'm wondering if the love carries. You know, I loved that bunny, and she was only with me for a short time. She passed away. She didn't even live a whole year. Oh, wow. She was only with me for a half a year. And I'm wondering if that love... Um, carries through even though I loved her I wonder if she was with me long enough to realize that I loved her and I was wondering if she was with me long enough to realize you know to love me back and so my big question is you know I know they're not waiting for us on the other side but will I see her you know did she realize that I loved her and Oh, yes, that is so sweet oh it just tears my heart so love is is a constant in the universe. Hate is not, but love is. And so I often hear, and I also say to people, in dire circumstances, close to death, that you are cradled in the love of your family and your friends and the love of the universe. And every bunny is cradled in the love of the universe. Especially bunnies. And you were her family. And that sweet... Sweet bunny saw you uh, like a parent, uh, the nurturer, the giver. Yeah, they're my babies. Yes, yeah. and you provided warmth and 
I see this strong heart-to-heart connection. And that is how I actually am able to work with people and animals is I follow that emotion to that uh, that bunny there. And so Sprout says, well, of course I'll remember you. Why do you think I wouldn't? It was my most special life. And actually you treated this bunny differently than you treated the others. And Sprout knew that. Uh, Sprout right. got some little extra treats. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, Sprout is like, it's not the length of life. It's uh, It's the quality and and Sprout knows about bunnies and that uh, rabbits don't have a long life, uh, particularly in the wild, and that mother rabbits have many, many, many babies because the babies are part of the cycle of life as food for other species and, and so on. So she felt really fortunate to be in uh, a situation where she was loved, and I, actually, I see her in the house, and and warm, and I see uh, this green grass and carrots, and mm-hmm. and she was uh, actually uh, sickly. Is that correct? No, she didn't seem sickly at all. And in fact, she she left really suddenly. You know, and I had oh. a necropsy done. And, you know, there was some hair and stuff in her stomach, but that doesn't seem like it was a good enough reason. You know, that doesn't seem like uh, plausible to me. It seemed like that would have passed through, too. Oh, So it's just a big question mark, you know. There are things that they cannot see on a a necropsy. We would, would, my friend, her husband died in bed beside her. uh, he had a seizure disorder, and he was on new medication. They did a full necropsy, and, and they still could not explain why he died. And the same thing is true of Sprout. Mm-hmm. But um, there, I do see that Sprout was sickly, but there was no outward manifestation of it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I can't see precisely, but it looks to me like it had something uh, uh, about the brain, the, the electrical system uh, within her body, mm-hmm. and it was it was uh, it was like swift. Oh, you're right about that. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she had a she had a really extra fast twitch muscle. You know, I mean, <gasps> she would really. If she was startled, she would just take off like a rocket, you know. And yeah. my other bunnies, they would do the same thing, but not quite as fast as her, you know. Okay, that right. makes sense. That electrical system. So, but know that, yes, she knew your love. She recognized that she liked you better than she liked the other bunnies. <laughs> yeah, she did. We, had, we shared a lot of um, kisses, hugs and kisses. That's wonderful. More. I love that. That's great. Yeah. So, and then my, my next Question. Oh, I'm sorry. I really have to interrupt you. We have to let you go, unfortunately, because we're really, really short on time. Okay, there. I understand. So but it was lovely to talk. Love to, to you. talk to you. What and your bunny? Oh, so sweet. <laughs> you have a good day. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, Michael. Okay. So we have to say goodbye to you now. It went so fast. It, it always did. does. It always does. Yep. So, anyway, uh, how can we get a hold of you? You can email me, and Michael, feel free to email me. It's wandasoffice at gmail.com. 
W-A-N-D-A-S office at gmail.com. And, of course, you can contact me through my website, WandaBuckner.com. Okay, great. Thank you, Wanda, so much. Now we've got our After Dark readings coming up here this week with me. And that's at 6151 Stillicum Boulevard in Lakewood, Washington. It's 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday night and $20 for 10 minutes and $40 for 20 minutes. So last week we read a gal named Paula who was awesome. So I always like to mention people who have come in to see me. And I want to say that you can also read your personal horoscope. (laughs) On KKNW Alternative Talk Radio, it's right there. Eileen does uh, horoscopes for every sign on Mondays. There, yes, up. Mondays. So it's a weekly horoscope, and um, it's w. It's eleven fifty KKNW dot com, and they're excellent. I always read mine. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I always forget to mention it. I don't know why, but anyway. So the next event we have is Falls Emerald Spiral Expo. It's coming up in a couple of weeks, September 28th, from 9 to 5 p.m. Kent Commons at 525 4th Avenue North in Kent, Washington. It's the largest metaphysical event in western Washington. There are tons of vendors and readers and people selling stuff. It's awesome. So this is the preeminent fair in the Northwest, featuring the demonstration and also free lectures and much, much more. Okay, so make sure you bring your friends and your family and kindred spirits. The admission is free. Booths are still available. Contact Astara Abriski at 425-445-8789 for more information. And now this is more Emerald Spiral news. They have an expo starting in October 12th and 13th in Idaho. Do you believe it? Inland North Northwest Metaphysical and Wellness Expo is the Greyhouse Park, um, Greyhouse Park and Event Center, fifty one hundred West Riverbend Avenue, Post, Post Falls, Idaho. Five dollars to get in. Tons of stuff. It'll be somewhat like the one that we have here, but they're extending it over into Idaho. It's fantastic. Okay, and you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com, Jupiter Rising Show at AOL.com. And next week on the show, we have on Jackie Slevin, who has been on our show from last month. She's fabulous. We had her on talking about Barbara Payton, which was a lot of fun. She'll be on next week. And then the following week, we will not be here because we're going to be at the Emerald Spiral Expo, which I just talked to you about. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, so it's been a fun day. Thank you very much for being here, Wanda. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure, and I will see you again in November, the second Saturday of November. That's right, second Saturday of November. She's here every other month, people. So, any, I want to thank our phone callers today. They were awesome. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, Michael. And so this is, this is me signing off and saying goodbye to everybody. Yay. Anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.